Hola Guapas, and welcome to episode nine of the Hola Guapa podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm your host, Nisha Patesh. I'm also the founder and creative at Hola Guapa, a digital community of almost 10,000 artists and creatives from all over the world, a blog, a website, an online shop, and most recently, a podcast. On this podcast, we take the creative conversations even further, sharing the real stories, tips and tricks the artists in this community have found on their journeys to success. And I am beyond excited to share this episode with you because it's my very first interview with the Guapa Gal. For those who don't know, I've recently added a very special section to the Ola Guapa shop dedicated to highlighting the stories and brands of artists in this very community. So you can now shop till you drop feeling good knowing that every purchase you make empowers female-owned and artist-made businesses just like mine to keep growing and thrive. So if you haven't had a chance to, Pause this episode right now, go take a peek, do a little credit card damage, and then come back to us. Today, you're going to hear from Jaina Anderson, the founder and herbalist of Fifth Dimension, a botanically elevated collection of holistic skincare and self-care products. After learning more about her creative journey, it is no wonder her beauty products have won over the loyalty and rave reviews of her cult-like following plus won awards like 2020's Best of Beauty by Petite Vour. But the true power behind Jaina and her emer- emerging beauty and wellness brand is that she's so willing to get vulnerable, sharing her inspired story of addiction, sobriety, and healing with us. I am honored to share her with the Ola Guapa community today and carry Fifth Dimension on the Guapa Gal shop. And I truly can't wait for you guys to listen to today's episode to learn more about her process and the products we've chosen to feature. And with that, let's welcome Jaina to the show. Hi, I am Jaina Anderson Roy, and I am the herbalist and founder of Fifth Dimension, which is a botanically elevated holistic skincare brand. Amazing. And how did you think of starting this brand? Um, it's kind of funny. I, I've been making skincare kind of on my own and for myself for a very long time because I have um, chronic inflammatory conditions, most notably keratosis polaris, which is like often referred to as chicken skin. And that was on the back of my leg or back of my arms and front of my legs. So I had been making my own scrubs and body butters and oils for a long time just because anything else didn't really work for me. Um, And then I was living, this is, it's a funny story how this, how the brand came to be, but I was living in the desert, um, a town called 29 Palms outside of LA, like three hours outside of LA. And I really needed money. And my boyfriend, my now husband, he was like, why don't you just sell some of your potions? You know, he's like, those things you make <laughs> and, and you know, someone else might like them. So I made like three and I put them on my personal Instagram. Like, Hey, I made these, you know, lip balms and body butters and they sold. And I was like, wow, people actually bought them. And then I was getting feedback. Like, I love this. Wow. This you know, this is what I needed. My skin was so dry and I was getting positive feedback. So I've made more more, and it, and it kind of evolved. But then there was this point where I realized I want to turn this into a brand. I want to take this a little bit more seriously. I don't want to just make a couple things and, you know, 
put them on Instagram. I wanted to have a website and a place where people could learn about my process and everything. So it was, it was kind of organic. Um, and it wasn't like I set out to say, I wanted to start this brand. I was like, I need some cash (laughs) and and I'm good at this. So let's see what this does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I always love hearing the stories of how like you know, baby brands and businesses got started and, and where that tipping point was to turn it into something that you were doing as a passion and then turning it into a paycheck and then really decide, like making that difference between, okay, I'm going to sell product versus I'm going to create a brand and I'm going to run with it. Like I'm an entrepreneur now. Can you tell us more about that moment? And then I definitely want to go back to the beginning of kind of your first creative moment and how botanicals started speaking to you and how this brand really came to be like from the seed. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say that the decision to turn Fitz Dimension into a brand actually came um, probably two years ago. So I came out with a name Fitz Dimension three years ago and I started selling products under that name. But it was about a year or so after that, that I I felt like I needed to switch it. I felt like I was making things and then trying to sell them. And it was more, it it wasn't sustainable for me. So I decided to pare down my offerings, decide what was the best of the best. I invested in a graphic designer. I raised some money crowdfunding. You know, I borrow, I, you know, the boyfriend let me use his credit card, like do the things to get the packaging I wanted And I took the time to develop my language and my visual language. And that's when I was like, you know, this is a brand. This is a business. I want to employ myself and I want to employ other people. So that was about two years ago. And now we're on track to um, to do that. You know, I'm going to get my first paycheck, setting up payroll at the moment so I can get my first legit paycheck and get someone on the book. So, but yeah, it was like, it was like a year into kind of selling my, my goods because I was so nervous that that what, what that would mean. Like it would lock me into something and, and would it remove some of my creative energy and the complete opposite. It like stokes my creative fire. I feel more creative and I feel more confident in my voice since I stepped into this thing and and was realistic. Like I want to, I want to own a business. I don't want to just be living sale to sale anymore. So. Yeah. I love that. And I think that what's so interesting about like your industry specifically in like natural beauty and wellness is that that's the step that I find that a lot of creatives don't take is to really lock in a solid visual identity and have their branding and their packaging on point because sometimes it can look a little bit hokey pokey or a little bit like a potion and I think Mm -hmm. in order to really sell your vision it's so important that you that that you concentrated on that visual element and really did lock it in was there something from kind of your past or your background that made you realize how important that was so I I went to art school for college and I've <laughs> been yeah mm-hmm. so I've been <laughs> painting and drawing and sculpting and um, working digitally since I was a child. Um, my mom always really like made sure that that was something that we you know a way that we express ourselves was creative language, and that was something that I noticed. I noticed that a lot of people whose products I respected might not have had the visual identity to back it up and open that door to a more mainstream audience. Um, Things seemed 
it, it tends to look a little bit homespun and I think that has its place and that's what some people love. But for me, Absolutely. like I'm bold, I'm green, I'm funky. I love to have this like really bold identity visually speaking. And I just knew that, that locking myself into this and kind of making, making it look what I always dreamed it could look like, um, was, was a big step for, for showing people that we're serious and I know what I'm talking about and our products are important and, you know, you should try them and it, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Because your packaging is gorgeous, by the Thank way. You. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. My graphic designer hit, hit it out of the park with that. I kind of told her, you know, I'm loud. I'm bold. She knew me. So we've been friends <laughs> and she, she nice. knows her personality and she was like, I got you. And she killed it. She, she nailed it. So yeah, she really you. did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the name, can you speak a little bit to the name and kind of why you landed on that and what it means and what it represents? Yeah. So I was living in the desert and, um, my boyfriend and I, we met in LA and LA was not for me. So I'd always wanted to live in the desert. I'm like, he worked in Hollywood. He did set building. So he could kind of work for, you know, he'd do like three 18 hour days and then he'd be off for a couple of weeks. So he could still kind of tap into that, but we, we wanted to get out of the city. I'm living in this space and I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I was really into meditating. I was really into kind of exploring these like alternative ways of being and tapping into parts of myself that maybe I never had the space to do. Um, and we were, he was helping me come up with the name. I had so many names, like notebook of names. And then I was talking about like the fifth dimension um, and kind of this, this idea that this is outside of space time. Um, there's a couple theories of, with what fifth dimension could be, but the one that spoke to me was outside of space time, this ability to sort of shed yourself of past narratives, um, which was something I was in the process of doing. I was two, I was, yeah, two years sober at that point. So that was kind of that moment for me where I was really trying to let go of this person I felt like I was still trying to cling to when I was using. Um, and I just wasn't that person anymore. So that, that like spoke to me on this metaphysical level of just releasing um, a spiritual, uh, stepping into a spiritual identity that I didn't have before and releasing this like stuck feeling that I had of who I was supposed to be. Um, and yeah, I, I liked the idea of the fifth dimension being this transformative space. Um, because I wanted our skincare to feel transformative in the way that you think about skincare and the way that you engage with your body and practice skincare and, um, and the, the products themselves, like they, they really can shift your skin. Um, yeah. So it was kind of just like, it kind of seemed to fit and, and it's a little freaky and sci-fi and I'm a big sci-fi nerd. And, <laughs> uh, I felt like I could get like freaky with it, but I could still pull people in. So yeah, it, it, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. No, a hundred percent. I, I definitely, I feel that. And like, even when, you know, I've, I've read kind of a little bit deeper on your website about you and your story. And I love that you were able to kind of tie in a little bit of your narrative from your past and then also like project it in a way that feels really tangible for like a future audience. Yeah. Yeah. That was important to me because a lot of the names I was coming up with felt like, um, I was pulling from my diary a little bit too much. Uh -huh. So that kind of was this like, you know, the fifth dimension has multiple interpretations, so people can kind of put their spin on it as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I I I want to talk a little bit about um about your past and about your struggle with addiction because I feel like it really led you to um 
this place that you are now that is super focused on, you know, kind of natural healing and transformation. And I want to go back in time a little bit and talk about how, you know, maybe some of your experiences from your past and your struggles have kind of led to this aha moment, finding, uh, you know, a, a purpose and a deeper root in your mission. Absolutely. Um, I struggled with addiction um, for about a decade. I was using drugs and alcohol pretty regularly um, on and off for, yeah, for a decade. So um, that was just something that was normal to me in my life. Um, I come from a family that is prone to substance dependency. So um it's just something that was normal. It's just how we existed. And it, it was really hard for me to get sober. And I woke up one morning and I realized that I wasn't happy with myself. Um, I had said that I was only going to have one drink. And then I woke up the next day and it was again, another blackout. I was like, did I use last night? Cause I was kind of on and off with using drugs um, over that decade, but alcohol was like the main thing that like, that was what always ended up, you know, allowing me to start using drugs again and all that. So it was not a happy time for me. Um, I have people in my family who, in my direct family who were, everyone was struggling with addiction, um, experiencing homelessness. It was really dark. And I wasn't experiencing homelessness, but someone in my family was at that time when I chose to get sober. And it was just it was dark and I wanted to live. <laughs> um, truly, I felt like that was the decision I was making. Do I want to have a life or is this going to be my existence? Um, and funny enough, this kind of goes back to the seed with herbalism is I struggled with insomnia. I was not sleeping. Um, I got really violently ill when I quit drinking um, and I was bedridden for a few days, which in retrospect, I should have had someone there with me and I probably could, should have gone into a center for detox because I was very physically dependent on alcohol. But um, I got through it. <laughs> you know, that was, that was wild. And, um, but I, I could not sleep. I couldn't sleep for the life of me. And I was working this job and somebody offered to make me this herbal tea blend. And it didn't work the first night and it didn't work the second night. And the third night I slept, it was the third or fourth night and I slept like a baby and it had like passion flower and chamomile and lavender. And there was like, there was a bunch of stuff. I think it had some skull cap in there. So it was like kind of bitter and um, it wasn't super tasty, but it, it worked. And um, I, I had kind of dabbled with some herbalism before, like in the topical realm, but that was kind of for me where I was like, whoa, this was a shift in my body. I, I was on edge. I was, and I was a ball of nerves, you know, like it's a shock to your nervous system and to your system when you, everything, your mental, your physical, your spiritual, when you're like using substances every day and then you just cut it out cold turkey. Absolutely. Um, I, that wasn't, yeah, it was, oof, it was a rough time. Um, and so I'm over five years sober now. I had my five-year anniversary in December. Congrats. Um, thank you. That's thank you so much. Accomplishment. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, people in my family have gotten sober since as well. And we've built this network of support with each other, which has been really beautiful. And all of our lives have transformed. And it's, it's pretty wild to see um, where we were and where we are now. And um, 
I wanted to be able to serve people in my community because so many people that I loved in my family and my friends um, experience substance dependency or are choosing not to use substances um, or have gotten sober, have gotten clean. And I found that herbs were really helpful for me and kind of bridging that gap between like, uh, okay, I'm not doing this thing anymore, but my system's still shot from doing it. Um, yeah, so that kind of led to me like wanting to tie in the herbal tinctures into my line. And it's in support of skincare, but also they're alcohol-free. Um, and there's a personal kind of motive there to be able to serve people um, like myself who might not be able to sleep for, you know, it was like weeks. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, yeah, and, and I think too, like having experienced addiction um, pretty intensely and for a long time, long period of time. Um, and I was hiding it from a lot of people as well. There were people who knew and there were people who certainly did not know because I chose to kind of share what I shared. Um, it felt like I was living multiple lives. It felt like I had, um, two Janas or three Janas and there was like the nighttime Jana and there was like the daytime Jana who showed up to work or showed up to class and, um, yeah, I I really worked that time in the desert was me kind of finding myself again. And in doing so, I had this desire to share maybe that that kind of platform that kind of pulled me back into finding myself was taking care of myself with herbs and through skincare and touching my body and all these things that I never gave myself time for before. Um, yeah. So I feel like it, it's, it's, it's a pretty heavy circumstance that brought me to this point, but it's sort of when things merged together that like the brand became a thing. Um, yeah, it's yeah. A pretty personal. <laughs> yeah, pretty personal. no, it is. And, and I think that you're so like brave for getting so vulnerable to share your story. And I think that there's so many probably – you know, of course, artists and creatives who are who are struggling with some sort of addiction or alcoholism. And I think that it's a really powerful message because not only did you, you know, decide obviously at, from the beginning that you needed to make money, but I think that the mission and the purpose that kind of drives through the core of your brand is so pure. And like, what's interesting to me is that, you know, you, your body was kind of bogged down with all of these chemicals and, the brand fifth dimension is you, you talk about that being a really dark place and the brand fifth dimension is so light and bright. And I think that it's really interesting that you decided to even strip it of any chemicals like, you know, that are, are in a typical beauty product, you know, it's, it's all derived from the earth and natural. And, and I also love that you don't make any claims or promises, you know? Mm -hmm. um, can you speak a little bit about like the messaging there and kind of how, how you're speaking about the brand and how you're kind of different from other beauty products in that way? Because I found that super fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this comes down to my experiences and the way that I, the way that what I've gone through and what I've lived through um, and the way that I respond to, to things um, is that I, I'm like turned off by people telling me what my experience should be mm -hmm. um, because I had that a lot, both when I was using and when I got sober, that mm -hmm. people decided this is what sobriety should look like for you. And I am like, you don't get to tell me that. This yeah. is my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so with my, with my messaging and the way that I talk about things, I try to support people where they're at. Um, I, 
have an aversion to these like controlling your skin narratives that tend to dominate the beauty world. And skincare brands really seem to, it's easy to fall back on like control your skin, anti-aging, you know, shrink your pores, all of these things that are like control, control, control. And I'm, and I, and I'm about support and nourishment um, because our skin changes and fluctuates. Our bodies change and fluctuate. Um, we really, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to speak for someone else's experience. So I try to, I try to frame our products and the brand in a support system as a support system more than as kind of like guidelines that you need to follow. Um, because I'm not into shame and I'm not into like, there's no, there's no one way to do anything. And I've learned that, <laughs> learned that, um, time and time again. So yeah, I, I'm just, I try to be aware of the way that I talk about things. Of course, sometimes, you know, you say stuff like it, you show oh, your shrink your pores or something but i try to be more aware of like soften your pores and release you know like this kind of caring narrative um yeah i think it's all tied in <laughs> yeah i mean you can really see that like when you when you look at your website which is also like gorgeous um thanks and you <laughs> and you have um you know you have this kind of conversation that feels very gentle and very approachable and I know that you know even on on your blog you are super educational and you share a lot of resources and none of it feels like you know the top five things you have to do now it feels very like um you know kind of here's my experience here's what I know here's here's what I can share yeah, absolutely. And um, I think there's something that to be said for my study of herbalism as well, is that when I study herbalism, we're studying like traditional use, um, how other people used it. So empirical evidence, um, you know, the environment of the plant, what the plant engages, how the plant engages in the body, um, and then also studying scientific research. So I think there's kind of this blend of like, this is what I know, and this is what other people know. And see what you can take from it, you know? So. Yeah. I want to, I want to speak a little bit more about your process and kind of how you're making all of your products. Sure. Um, I, so I am a constant, I'm a, I'm a forever student of herbalism. Um, <laughs> I've gone to herb school and I'll be going again, um, this spring and summer, but I'm always taking classes and studying plants. And, um, at the most basic level of like when I'm formulating a topical skincare product, I think about um, potential issues that could be alleviated if they're given certain support. And then I like to really kind of drop that and intuitively find the plants that I think, you know, from my research and from my experience and from my studies that I know um, might work for alleviating that condition um, or supporting the body and shifting out of that. So then I get really playful, you know, we have like formulation. So I am kind of always formulating and trying this, this, this extraction method with this or this percent. And so I do a lot of testing and formulating and then we dial it in. So it's, it's a mixture of like research and play and then researching back on that and then kind of a little bit more play. Um, and I just think that that blend of like, research and intuition can there's some magic that happens like on that like limit liminal space between the two you know like th you study a lot so you kind of have um, informed intuition on what you want to work with but then backing it up with research is really important for me as well so that's kind of how i 
how I come to like make the formulas um, that I'm making. And at the moment, uh, really exciting, but we're working with a new manufacturer for our herbal tincture line. And I'm really trying to take that very seriously, making sure that we're super compliant. We're doing everything by the book for the supplement line. Um, because again, this is another thing I, it's, um, you don't always see that in the herbal world, in the herbal tincture world. So I want our brand to be something that can invite people who are unfamiliar with herbalism and herbal tinctures into our space and use the products. And the one way to do that is really by um, doing things, everything, doing everything by the book. Um, so of course I come up with all the formulas, then I pass them on to a lab and a manufacturer and they back it up for me. So we'll be releasing the new herbal tincture line in April. And that's kind of, again, like I get to get really playful with that, back it up with my research. And then it is a pat on the back when they're like, yeah, no, this is great. You know, like the, the yeah. people who are in, like they're very labby and all that. Mm -hmm. and they're like, this is great. And I'm like, oh, You're like, yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Cause I was like in the field, like, let's pick this and try this. And then, you know, they'll, they'll make it for you. Um, after you formulate it, but yeah. So it's kind of like a mixture of play and research. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that about your process that, you know, although you're, you're kind of grounded in, um, in the facts and in the science and in all of your um, education and all of your learning, you're still very like playful with it. And, and it feels very like lighthearted and it feels like um, very approachable, you know, like you're not saying that um, anything, any of your products that you put on your, on your face are going to cure this or that, but you're saying like, you know, try it. This is what's worked for me. This is what I know. This is what, this is kind of how my skin has been elevated and transformed and all of your reviews like on your website and everything to back it up because you have been featured in so many magazines and won awards. And it kind of leads me into, um, you know, being able to talk about how excited I am to feature you on the Guapa Gal shop. And you're going to be, um, we're going to be launching your products on the shop next month in March. Um, and I kind of want to talk about some of the products that we're going to be carrying because I'm super excited about them. Um, Absolutely. One of them is the Rose Serum, the Midnight Oil, the Stardust Face Mask, and the Radiant Rose Face Mask. So I want you to talk a little bit about these products and kind of their features, when to use them. Um, and then, you know, some of the accolades that you've won along the way are so impressive. So I want to hear about some of those too. Absolutely. So I'm going to start with the masks and then I'll dive into the face oils because the face oils are where I'm going to like geek out pretty hard. Um, <laughs> but I love the face masks. Um, so we have the Radiant Rose face mask and the Stardust mask. They're both dry botanical masks. So we utilize, um, in the formulations, I utilize key botanicals um, to help regenerate, soften skin. Um, and then we use a little bit of clay. So one thing with clay is that clay can be drying if it's just used on its own and it can kind of tip skin out of balance if you're trying to cleanse your pores you're trying to maybe absorb some excess oil you feel like your skin is maybe imbalanced on the oily side but then you can tip it too far to the other side so what i did in the formulation was incorporate softening herbs and ingredients um, to balance out and make a more energetically balanced face mask so the stardust mask is really great um, that's formulated to help with hyperpigmentation, acne scarring, um, and to really cleanse pores. So I think that is like the best spot treatment for maskne, which is this like, 
new situation that a lot of people are experiencing because yeah. of moisture and bacteria and constant touching. Um, in those areas, we're not used to having, you know, half of our face covered. Most people aren't. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I feel like Stardust shines really well. That is like the, I just do a little bit on my little mask, knee pimple, and mm -hmm. it, it pulls out what needs to be released from the skin. So, uh, you know, a pimple or breakout is your skin trying to release excess or waste or bacteria or something like that. So the masks are a way to support your skin in doing what it's already trying to do. Um, and then the Radiant Rose Mask is uh, a mask that I would suggest for more sensitive and dry skin types. Um, it's not as activating as the Stardust Mask. It's very great for softening skin. Actually, funny, I used it two nights ago. And then yesterday I was like, why is my skin so soft? Like, <laughs> no, like yeah, I almost forget. And then I was like, oh yeah, girl, that's your own stuff. Like, okay. You know, like this is great. And I'm, I'm like, really? But, um, I love that one. It just kind of helps when you're experiencing excess, excess texture, um, or you have dry patches or you just feel like your skin's looking kind of like bogged down and dull, the Radiant Rose is like my go-to for that. Um, so I love the two masks. You can use them in a variety of ways. You can mix them with a rose hydrosol or water, um, or honey or oil, depending on your skin type. Um, okay. and I just love them cause they're so versatile and they're both great, like workhorse, face mask, but they're not going to overly dry your skin, which was very important to me when I was formulating them. Um, I just feel like a lot of clay masks on the market are super intense and super drying. And that's just not my approach. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's yeah. so true. They are. And I think that, you know, typically when I'm feeling like I want to have like a little like self-care night or I want to do, um, you know, a face mask, or if I'm noticing like there's something kind of funky about my skin, it's like, I don't know what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I put on a face mask and then often it's like, like you said, it's kind of tips me one way or the other. Like I'm feeling mm -hmm. super oily or I'm feeling super dry. And kind of what I love about the way that your face masks come, which I haven't often seen is that, as you mentioned, they come as a dry powder. Mm -hmm. So it comes in a really beautiful little jar and you can kind of, I mean, it's so cool to hear all the different things that you can mix them with, because I don't even know you can mix them with honey and oil or just water. And then, um, can you adjust the amount of the powder that you put in? So like maybe you try it with a little bit of a lighter um, amount of powder and then you can kind of keep increasing if your skin is adjusting well to it. Absolutely. So I typically suggest like a one-to-one -one ratio um, of powder to liquid, but I always say like, this is, this is where I encourage people to get playful. Um, this is an opportunity for you to get a little bit playful in your skincare. So I usually suggest starting with water um, or like a rose water or an orange blossom hydrosol, something like that um, to see how you fare just with like the mask kind of straight. And then, yeah, I like it to be a little wet, but you don't want it dripping off your skin. So you can adjust. Um, and then starting out, I like to do a thin layer. Um, the, the more that you pile on, the longer it'll take to dry out. Um, and you want to remove the mask just when you see it starting to dry around the edges. So sometimes if you put the mask on thick, it'll take longer to dry and it's on your skin. So it's activating more on the skin, um, which is great for if you have a breakout or something like that, or you have um, like an oily area that you're trying to kind of tip back into balance or something. Um, but yeah, I usually just kind of wait until you see it start to dry or you can set a timer for five minutes and remove it and you're good to go. 
Yeah, that's actually really good advice because I always <laughs> see a lot of like um, beauty bloggers talking about like leaving it on forever. And I do think that, you know, when, when, yeah. the, label, when the label says like five minutes, I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do 20. Um, yeah. But I think some, sometimes you think it's going to work better or stronger or, or, you know, be more efficient the longer you leave it on. So I kind of like that approach of doing like a thin layer and then setting your timer for five minutes as soon as it starts to dry, you take it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because I'm like, you know, you just want to do enough to kind of give your skin that boost to do what it wants to do. You're like giving it a little kickstart with the mask. That's how I view it. And you know, whenever I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now face- you're, yeah, now you're going to go nuts, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to go nuts because the face oils, I love the face oils and, um, I mean, I love them. I constitutionally, I'm dry. So like I tend to have drier skin. I have dry inflammatory conditions. I have keratosis, polaris, and rosacea. Um, and I love the face oils because I've used, I've been using oil, um, various oils in my skin for years, but nothing, nothing like these, like these are very transformative because of the botanicals that we use. So um, I use a unique extraction process that allows the botanicals and the herbs um, to infuse their constituents or their beneficial components into the oil um, without being overly harsh. So you'll notice that in the midnight oil, for example, that is um, apricot kernel oil infused with lavender, chamomile, and marshmallow. So it has this really gentle aroma. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no essential oils. There's no fragrance. That's just from like the whole plant soaking in the oil. And I used, um, that's our night oil. So the midnight oil is our night oil. It's really for softening and rejuvenating skin so that you wake up feeling refreshed. And I selected the botanicals for that because they're known for soothing skin. They're like known botanicals of the night. You know, when you think of trying to go to bed and calming down, you think of lavender, you think of chamomile. um, And then marshmallow root is uh, very softening and moistening. So I selected herbs that are going to soothe inflammation, um, but do it in a gentle way. Because again, I don't want to tip skin out of balance. I think sometimes in mainstream skincare, it's like really controlling and really intense. And then it actually... I'm assuming that people are, might overuse things. That's kind right. of what I, you know, because I can't control what people do at home. I don't want to, but yeah, um, you want to give a gentle approach. That's how I take it. So with the face oils, I think the midnight oil like really shines in that regard. Um, it has rose hip seed oil and sea buckthorn oil. So it's just packed with um, nutrient dense, vit- vitamin dense oils um, that condition and soften skin and help support uh production and the herbs really like really really do the work I think the herbs really do the work in those oils um and then so that's midnight oil and I love that one um I use it at night and I'll use it uh, kind of in like a facial massage way to really help myself un- unwind from the day massage my eyebrows massage my jawline and then the Subrosa serum is we call it a serum. Um, it's oil-based, so it's hemp seed oil and rose hip seed oil, and it's infused with whole plant organic rose petals. But I call it a serum because it's antioxidant dense, it's nutrient dense, um, it's more of like a dry oil, so it doesn't sit on top of your skin as much as say the midnight oil might, which is why we use it at night, not during the day. Subrosa is like our daytime oil, and um, 
Yeah, I call it like a oil serum hybrid just because it's packed with nutrients. So a serum essentially is something that is going to give your skin a high pack of nutrients and antioxidants or something that really is going to shift your skin when it's when it's struggling and when it's underfed, underfed from it, you know, it needs some nutrients and some things. Um, and I just love this because it's kind of a one-shot deal. You can kind of skip like the vitamin C serum and all that stuff and put the Subrosa on. It softens, it brightens, um, it conditions. But again, it doesn't sit on top of your skin. It really absorbs into skin well. And that has been, thank God for Subrosa serum because <laughs> I that was that is the only product that has remained from my initial offerings to now. Um, it's gotten like a slight formulation tweak because there are some essential oils in it. And I, I, um, toned it down a little bit in terms of the essential oil. Cause I think less is more with essential oils. Um, but that, that oil alone, like paid the bills when I was like rebranding and doing all these things and kind of struggling because people love it. Um, it's kind of become like this cult favorite. Um, it's like an underground, it's like an underground, it's an underground fave. I think it's my best seller. It's been my best seller for three years. Yeah, no, I, I was so drawn to it. And I think that, you know, like looking over your website, there's like, I want every single product. Like, I think that this is like, you know, you can use it in addition to your, um, daily skincare routine. You can use it kind of as your beauty routine. I think that, you know, when you get your skin to a really good place, it's almost like you don't want to put makeup on top of it. Um, so I think that kind of using these products to, you know, a, like get your skin to that, that goal desired glowy dewy spot. Um, and then also using these products as a way to kind of enhance your natural beauty as is. And like your skin is glowing even through a zoom camera. So <laughs> I am right there with you. And like, usually I wait to, um, you know, I, I have to photograph all the products for the website. And so usually like, especially with, you know, any beauty products I want to wait because I, I don't want to get like the lid goopy or anything like that. But I think that I'm going to have to dive in to like try all these products tonight because I'm just like yeah. my skin needs it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love hearing all the backstory. And I know that, you know, speaking of, um, you know, kind of having this like fan favorite product, something that really stood out to me on your website is all of your reviews and you have such a huge community and such a, um, a, a wide variety, you know, of different skin types and everybody's raving about, about these products. Can you talk a little bit about community? Cause I know that that's really important to you. Oh my God. I'm like tearing up a little bit just thinking <laughs> about my community because yeah. I, I, that was the, that was what drove me to this, you know, I'm like living alone in the desert. I was, I had lost, I felt like I lost a huge community in Philadelphia when I got sober. And it mm -hmm. was like this whole thing where I felt like so much was lacking and I felt so alone. Um, mm -hmm. And I started talking about my experience and I connected with people and I've made great friends. I've made amazing peers, small business owners. Like my community is amazing um, online, offline now. And, um, but with the skincare, I was terrified to put reviews on my website. But I thought, you know what? People message me about this stuff all the time. I think that, that if someone 
one, if someone doesn't like something, I can learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went to art school. I yeah. had my art critiqued. I'm like, I was going to say, uh-huh. You grew th- some thick skin. Yeah. I got some thick skin. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, I'm like, you know, I went through the whole sobriety thing. I'm like, if I can make it through that, I can make it through a bad review, right? I yeah. Should be able to- <laughs> so I put the reviews on and um, I didn't realize when I like installed the review that it emailed people, like after they bought the product, like two weeks later and was like, Hey, what do you think? And I, you know, just kind of put it on free review thing. And I was like, wow, I'm getting so many reviews. And then I realized (laughs) that that was going on. So it was kind of silly. I, I I wasn't fully aware um, how I was getting all these reviews, but then people were messaging me too. Like, Hey, I'm going to leave a review. I just wanted to, you know, thank you personally. I get emails a lot from people. Um, I get text messages from people, if people get my phone number. <laughs> so I just, um, they, they, um, they mean a lot, you know, like I, I know people leave them on their own accord. Um, we do have that reminder email still going cause that thing has been great. Um, yeah. Do but- you use, um, Yapo? No, it's like, Okay, I honestly I'm not sure. <laughs> it's on it's on Shopify and it's like this plugin. It might it might be like Judge Me or Okay. <laughs> oh okay. god, yeah, it's called like Judge Me, something like that. I have to look at it. Um but uh the reviews have been great and it's really helped inform the way that I continue to formulate because I'm seeing trends in um what people respond to in the product, which allows me to have an informed lens when I'm thinking of what I want to offer my community in the future. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel like I have a small community on social media. I have like 3000 some followers, but I have a great community. Like we engage with each other. I feel like I know some of these people. Um, And I feel really blessed to have found this like corner in a really strange, you know, social media landscape um, that is kind and loving and supportive. And um, I think that like maybe me showing up and starting showing up with this brand, like being pretty vulnerable and open Mm -hmm. um, allowed me to receive some like kindness when I really needed it. So it's been great. And I have to say the reviews are amazing too. I'm going to just one more little like ramp tangent about that because I don't have a huge marketing budget or an ad budget. It's all been funded by me and long hours. So when people leave reviews on my website, it's showing someone else who comes to my website and is intrigued that our products are what they say they are, or they can help you in a way that we think they might help you, something like that. So that has been absolutely huge for the growth of my business, um, the reviews. I mean, it's it's amazing. So thank you to everyone if you're listening and you've left me <laughs> a review. Thank you so much. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think, um, you know, speaking a little bit more to the business side of things, because I think often like having a creative mindset and having a mission and a passion and, and kind of being super excited about a brand and getting the packaging right. Often it's not enough, you know, like you need community and you need to be able to be vulnerable and share your story. And I think that you've done that so well and so eloquently, like the way that you speak to, to not only your brand, but kind of your backstory and how that's brought you to this place is super, super inspiring. Is there anything that you would want to share, um, you know, with somebody kind of coming up behind you, um, that, that might help 
them kind of start their path, whether or not it's a path, uh, you know, from substance abuse to sobriety or, you know, starting to dabble in the world of botanicals and kind of leading that into a, a wellness and beauty business. Is there any advice that you can share or anything that you remember that somebody shared with you that really kind of uh, turned the tables for you? Absolutely. Um, be honest with yourself about what you want out of life and who you maybe want to be if you don't feel like you are able to be that just yet. Um, being honest with myself allowed me to take this to being a business. Being honest with myself allowed me to get sober. It's not easy. It's really difficult. Um, it's hard. It's actually happens. It tends to happen when you're not in a good place, when you feel like you're up against a wall and maybe you keep trying things and they're not hitting the mark. Um, I think the only way to find your authentic voice and to truly be yourself and connect with yourself and other people is when you can be honest about what you want out of life. And it might not be what other people want for you. And it might not be what other people are doing. And that's difficult because there's a lot of peer pressure on social media that isn't necessarily, it might not be active, but it's like this passive aggressive peer pressure in a sense mm -hmm. that we put ourselves in. We can't help but compare ourselves. But I think when you're honest about who you are and, and, and what you want out of life, um, you can figure out a way to to, to make that happen in, in some capacity. Um, it's really difficult to start a business when you feel like life isn't what you want it to be and you don't know how you can make it be what you want it to be. And you really love doing this thing, but you have no idea and it can be terrifying. Um, but I think that there's a space for people being authentic and we need more of it and small businesses and, and just like, we need more of that on social media so that people don't feel so like, I don't know, comparative, you know, not everyone's life is great. <laughs> it's yeah. not great. Life is not great all the time and, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I absolutely love that. And it has been such a pleasure talking with you and getting to know a little bit more about your story and your process. I am, I am so inspired and I want, like I said, I want to go put on a face mask like this instant. <laughs> can you pimp yourself out and let everybody know, um, you know, where they can find you, um, on Instagram, on your website. And then I know that you just share so many amazing resources. Is there one place or one blog post that they might want to start, um, once they get to your website so they can learn a little bit more about skincare and what you do? Absolutely. So I wanted to real quick say thank you so much for having me. This has been of amazing. Course. I've been excited all week about it. <laughs> Yay. And um, yeah, you can find me online. My website is shopfifthdimension.com. So that's 5th, like not spelled out, but the, the number. And then on Instagram, we're fifth dimension herbs. And then I think the best way to really stay in touch and connect deeper is to join our newsletter. I have... Um, a supportive skincare guide that's going out this week. I've been working on some really great emails to go out over the next few months that are going to be informative, educational. Um, and then I always highlight blog posts and journal entries in the newsletter. Um, I share herbal education, herbal information, workshop ideas, um, some other people that I'm inspired by at the moment, books, all kinds of things. I'm always doing a lot and I love to dive deep um, in the newsletter community. So you can join the newsletter if you go to shopfitdimension.com. There will be a pop-up and then at the bottom of the page, you can also sign up for that. 
Amazing. And definitely uh, excited to launch your products in March on the Guapagal shop. And you're joining an amazing community of movers and makers and other super inspired and talented women. So super excited to feature you there and share you and these amazing products with the Ola Guapa community. So thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait to launch with y'all. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Jaina. I hope you've gained as much value and inspiration from her story as I did. If you love what you've heard, please make sure you take a little time to rate interview this episode on Apple Music and or Spotify. But before we go, if you haven't already, make sure you head over to olaguapa.com to check out Jaina's brand, Fifth Dimension. After listening, I hope you're inspired to shop her brand, knowing each purchase supports her mission to offer plant-powered, gender-inclusive skincare and wellness products that synergistically nourish and restore vibrancy to your mind, body, and spirit. So head over to olaguapa.com and discover your new favorite female-owned brand today. With that, have a beautiful week, guapas, and as always, sending you tons and tons of inspiration and lots of love.